And we're live. I'm here with the crazy kid, Brad Wheeler. Brad, thanks for coming on. That's all right. Thanks, everybody. I wanted to speak to you because you put out a video last week. It made me feel quite emotional. And, and you said that you're injured. You've got a long wait for an operation on your injury and a long recovery after that. And you're going to retire from MMA. Yeah. Do you know what? It's just um, since my last fight, I've just just gone from disaster to disaster. I had one knee surgery. Like I, After I fought uh, John, I'd done a grappling competition. And in the competition, um, I'd uh, got caught in a reverse heel hook. And the guy slammed it on and my knee popped. And um, so I had to get an MRI scan and get all that sorted. And then it turns out it was just a Well, I say just a It put me out for a while. A meniscus tear. Yeah. So I had the keyhole surgery and then got back on my feet. And the recovery for that's only about three months. So then I was, um, you know, I'd done that and I was looking back to get ready to fight. And so I started getting back into shape, getting ready for a fight. I had a fight lined up then COVID all happened. Yeah. And it's like one thing, it was just one thing after the other. And then this year I was looking to get fight uh, in July. So like last month. But um yeah, just, just with the way the world is right now, it's just things have been hard. And then in March, I've done my knee again, like the, the other knee. So I've done, I've done one knee last year, and uh, the two years ago, sorry. And I've done the other one at the start of this year. But the way it went, I thought it was the same thing. And then I yeah. got my R, R results back. And they said it was um, a, a torn ACL. And it had actually been giving me a lot more problems than the, than the previous knee did. And um, the, I, I don't had it on cover, but... But the, I think the operation is quite a big one, so they won't cover it. Um, but where it puts me out for a long time, I'm, I'm better off to get it referred. So it gives me time to save some money so that when I'm off with the injury, that I'm I'm not just like stuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I just thought like maybe it's a sign. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, I haven't fought since 2019, and I just feel like I just pick up injuries so much like easily now. Like I'm not as yeah. I know I'm only 30, 30, but I'm not as young as I was, and I just literally knocks and bruises, bumps. Like you ask any fighter, the older you get, you just get injured all the time. Yeah. And uh, just you know, I wanted to fight again at the end of this year, and then with that news and everything, and six months before surgery, and then however long rehabilitation would take, and then I got it back into shape again, and I'm I'm not getting any younger, and yeah, you know, I've had thirty-one fights, and I've had like good few wars and uh you know as as you know as passionate as i am about it and i would love to carry on you know there's more to life than fighting and i need to start yeah. focusing other areas of my life and you know i won my last fight over a good opponent you know and i thought you know what go out on a high you know you know it's yeah it's hard but you know it's we've got to be realistic well, you said you're only 30, but you've packed a lot into the years you've been fighting. Yeah, you've been yeah. so active. You've, Like you said, you've had so many fights that it, it does take its toll on the body, doesn't it? No, yeah, and that's why like, I was thinking like with the injuries. I mean, even probably like my last few fights, I was probably going into them all injured. And like, what was it like? Um, and I just feel like the way, like, I've always kind of took damage bad in fights. I think it's my, like my bone structure. It's like, I always just get cut. Like, <laughs> I think just like, they get clipped and it just, boom, that's it. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, just like, I, I broke I, I broke my leg before a fight. Um, I broke my jaw. I've done my, like, I just feel like I've just fallen apart. <laughs> you know, because I, I, 
<laughs> I've been in combat sports since I was like 13. Yeah. And I started doing MMA when I was 16. And then literally, because I've done like boxing and taekwondo and kickboxing for years, all I really done was think to myself, right, just get some good ground so I can hang in with the guys on the ground. And um, so when I was 17, I was like, yeah, I thought I want to fight. So I started fighting at 17, like MMA. And as soon as I turned 18, I went pro. And, and yeah, and it's just, do you know what I mean? Just consistently fought. Like, so I think the first couple of years I was fighting like five times a year, like just yeah. really, as much as I could. Do you know what I mean? And then it's miles on the clock. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, I am only 30. And I do think I, do you know what it is? It's like when you perform in the gym and you think like, oh, like, it'd be good to do on the stage. But it's just the, the, the gruelingness of putting yourself through a camp. Like, yeah. It's not like it was. Like, I used to be able to go back to back camps like now, like maybe like two, three a year tops like three at a push yeah. you'd have to have one early one mid one at the end of the year even though you look at like most of the guys in like the UFC and all that they only make really fight like twice a year I know yeah. you do get some that do fight regularly but it's, it's, it's a lot on the body what you put yourself at, especially with all the weight cutting all that that's why I moved up in the end I feel like I just ruined my kidneys from years and years well that was actually another thing that I wanted to ask yeah. you about because I've heard you talking about the weight cuts before and obviously you Fought at lightweight, you you fought at lightweight for ages, so you did I those cuts. Never so as well. Yeah. Um, I was I was struggling to get information on the the early fights. I wanted to ask you about some of them and how they went and stuff. But yeah. um, the 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 weight cuts, I know you've spoken about before, and I just wanted to to ask you a bit more about that and and the toll you think that's taken because you've spoken about your kidneys before and moving up to welter. Yeah, um, I used to cut a lot to make lightweight. Um, what was it? So when I started off, I was fighting featherweight, and that that was a big cut because I'm like, I was I've always been six foot, so getting down to like featherweight is a big cut. But where I was young, I was like skinny. I weren't like a man, so yeah, made it a few times, but it was hard. And then I moved up to lightweight, and I fought Wesley Merch. And at the time, I must have been like, yeah, early 18, and, and he was like a fully grown man. And he beat the shit out of me. <laughs> like, I managed to like come back and pull a triangle out, but I just remember yes. how physically strong he felt on top of me, like just beating me. Like, it's probably like the worst my eye had ever looked after a fight. So, like, even though I won, I'd say it was probably one of my hardest fights. Like, and uh, it kind of scared me. I just thought, oh, mate, them guys are big. Like, and then, but then eventually I couldn't make 66, so I had to go up to lightweight. And then, yeah, and then because you think 66 to like 145 to 155 isn't that big of a jump, and then 155 to 170 no. is quite a jump. And I just like yeah. for years, I just thought, no, I'll keep making 55 because, like, I just like I used to just be worried of the size difference just because of that experience. There are when some I was really big, big guys at 70 yeah. as well, 170. And then I was like, I was, I was cutting like 20, 20 pounds, sometimes like close to 30 in, in like the last week, like before the fight. And over time, it just got so hard. Like the amount of times I got carried to the scales or I missed weight the first time and then I'd have a couple of hours to go and make the weight. And then it got to a point where it was, the weight cuts was affecting my performance. So I was going in yeah. there and I was just fatigued. My arms were burnt out. I was gassing. And I was just thought, you know what, like, it's a fight at the end of the day. It's not a weight cutting contest. Like I'm not comfortable getting down to this. I don't enjoy my camp. All I'm doing is thinking about what I'm eating, what I can and can't eat. Like do you know, and it was just like I'm just gonna move up. 
and I moved up and I had better success and then I got, got a little bit lazy. Um, I, I, I never missed 170, but I, I think a couple of fights I was a bit heavier than I should have been just because I knew I'd like, so, I started, so then I started like, not doing as big as a big of a cup, but not as much as I should have been. I should I should have only been yeah. doing about ten pounds, and I think I started doing like maybe fifteen. Like, like, but um, yeah, but it that made a big difference to moving up in weight. You know, I felt more energized, more healthy, and it, it did show in, in some of the performances at um at world weight. So yeah, I think so. Did you ever feel small for the weight class? No, do you know what? Like, I thought like I thought Matt Inman, he's like six two, so like height wise, he's quite big. But like with everyone, I thought physically in the clinch everywhere with him, I didn't feel like when I fought Warren Key, he felt massive, but I didn't have a problem. He looks with him. massive. I rewatched yeah. that that fight before that. Yeah, he, I, and... you know what? Actually, I took him down once, but I remember when we locked up in the clinch, he just felt like a wall. I'm like, oh. I don't know how we made one seventy. <laughs> <laughs> No, do you know what? I think he missed it that time, and after that fight, he went up to one eighty-five. Right. But yeah, but he used to. Fight. He even fought one one fifty-five at one point. Oh my god. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's trying to kill themselves to make these weight. It's like really, yeah. just fight whatever you're naturally close to. Like yeah. he, I was even considering if I was going to fight again, if I was going to fight one eighty-five. <laughs> Wow, there are some really big dudes at one. But then I did well. think, you know what, I can make one seventy. I've just not been on the diet at the moment because obviously it's just <laughs> the way everything's going on at the moment. I'm just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think there's and there's two sides to look at your retirement coming away from weight cutting for a second. Like one of it is it's kind of out of your hands with the fact that you're injured and you wanted to fight again and COVID. I was looking at our last messages. I sent you the link on Facebook Messenger as well as on Instagram. And I was looking, yeah. I'd messaged you straight after Cage Rose Academy Southeast because I was going to um, ask you for an interview for, I think you were going to fight in for Pro Bellum and, and in Cyprus. And we were oh, going to yeah, have yeah, a chat. Yeah. And then I was like, one minute we were arranging that, and then the next minute there yeah. were no flights anywhere, and we and even then we're talking back and forth like it might only yeah, last a couple yeah. of weeks, and it might get rescheduled for like a month's time. I know, yeah, I remember being both of them got cancelled, like yeah, like yeah, that's like yeah. it was like just because of the way the world was at that, that moment at the time. Do you know what I mean? It's just so yeah, I did have plans like oh, it's just. It's 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 hard, like you know, I'm so so passionate about something I've done it for so long. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I just gotta be realistic, like just with the bit the rest of my life, you know what I mean? And but the other side like... of it is not many people go out on a win and, and you're going out on a win and I think a lot of people are hoping that maybe, you know, you recover and you're you're feeling really good a bit down the line and maybe you feel in the mood to to have another go for another fight camp and and have another fight at some stage yeah do you know what when after um sorry a bit emotional um after i put the video out, I, I, so many people messaged me um and it was like you've given us some amazing memories brad like some of my best moments at cage warriors london you're on every card you put your heart and soul into it like we've loved it we've loved it so much yeah and i was just saying like loads of people just reached out and messaged me and the support was it's really nice it's like really um sorry really moving and like um yeah and i uh, know i just like really appreciate it and it's, it was a hard decision but got to think of myself do you know what I mean and uh but it was nice you know the amount of people that left me comments and, and messaged me and do you know what I mean like people messaged me from like 
all over the world, like because obviously I've been about trained here, trained there, and I, I didn't realise like you know I mean how, how much uh, networking I've done over the years. And but um, no, it was nice. Um, yeah, and then no, like, you know. <laughs> You've, you've made a massive, massive impact on, on the UK MMA scene. I've absolutely loved watching your career. And I wanted to talk to you about like some of the highlights, some of my best fights, uh, some of the ones that I really enjoyed and some of your your moments, like your best moments. But like I think the one that kind of encompasses your spirit and determination is the one against Jefferson George where you broke your jaw. Yeah. And not just broke your jaw, like broke it in five places, was it? Uh, it was a mess. Like I don't know if you see the X-ray. I've got other pictures, but I didn't. I didn't post. Like, it literally was split down the middle. And you couldn't shut your your mouth or no, anything, could you? And you kept trying to hide from the referee. Yeah, I was. It was hanging in my cheek. Like when I was in the hospital, I, I could line it back up with my hands, and I let go, and you just dropped back down. I, it, oh, it was bad, like really bad. But you won that fight. You, you. I were don't know how. I, I don't everything know in your power to avoid the referee seeing but, you looking like that. You know what? It was like I can't think what I don't. This is why I want to see the fight back. Yeah, there is footage of it. It's not being released, and it's, it's driving me mad. It's the one fight of mine. It was a crazy fight. Like, who breaks their jaw and carries on and wins? And yeah. it's the one fight I'd love to see back. Do you know what I mean? Because I've never seen the footage for it. Where um, is the footage? Harry Showbridge has got it. Like, there is footage for it because they made, like, a little highlight thing and there's little clips of the fight in the highlight. So I know there's footage for it, but he won't release it. I know there was a fight in the crowd, but can edit it out or just show it, wherever. Like. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it's MMA. What do you expect? They're going to have, like, a rowdy crowd. <laughs> um... But no, yeah, so I don't even remember what shot it was, but I remember I double-legged him, and when we landed, it didn't feel right. I was like, that's not right. And then while I was on top, blood was coming out of my mouth rather than like from like facial, and I was like, well, that's not normal. So I went, I postured up, I went to hit him, and he hit me with a shot from the bottom, and the pain on a scale of 1 to 10 was like 20. <laughs> and um I just thought, oh, I can't be taking any more shots like that. And that probably broke it even more. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, oh, definitely. I just like buried my head in his chest, held his arms, and I just was thinking, oh, what am I going to do? Like, I cannot take another punch off of him. If the fight goes back to the feet and he cracks me with another shot, you know, it, it, like, it could be even worse. And then I was like, should I, I was like, look, should I look to the referee and just say, look, I'm done, mate? And then I was like, no, no, you can't. Like, I was like, I was arguing with myself in the fight. I was like, no, like, you're winning this fight. It's the last round. The belt's on the line. You're on a six fight, uh, five fight win streak at the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then I was like, yeah, but your, your jaw's smashed. Like, you should really look. And then, yeah, I was just literally, like, in a battle with myself in my head while fighting. Um, but I just, I kept telling myself, just get to the end of the round, get to the end of the round. And uh, I just thought, you've got to look busy or you're going to get stood up. So it was like trying to just look look active just to not get stood up and I managed to get to the end of the round because my corner kept shouting posture and punch posture and punch and in my head I was like if you knew what was going on you'd understand why I'm not posturing and then um obviously when I went when, when I went back to my corner that's when people see it but I thought I've done a good job of hiding it during the fight so yeah there's there are a few fight photos from during the fight where you can see like oh, you're, yeah. you're you're trying to shut your mouth and it's just not closing 
I remember when they, they come to a post for interviewing me, and like they didn't even they didn't even realise till then. They, I tried to speak and it was just like blah blah because it was just the mess. And I think it was like, oh, it's George broke. Like, <laughs> so how long did it take to recover from that? So from that one, I literally went straight into hospital surgery that night, and they said six weeks. They always say six weeks for bones, but where it was like a big break, and I, I got four plates. Um, there's some screws in there as well, and yeah, yeah, and done. my teeth wired to make sure that it's set, set properly. Like, my teeth are like top and bottom, so that it's set because if they didn't if they didn't have it like that, it might have just gone bonky. So, oh <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, so but I just thought I was that well, it was August, yeah, six years ago, so I just thought I was just gonna not spar until the new year. So, I took the rest of the year off. Um, I trained and stuff, but. No sparring, no contact to the face. I like, just, just thought, just give it a good proper time to let the the bones fuse around the plates and and let it heal properly. And but during that time, I... oh, go on, sorry. Was the, but during that time, because I wasn't training like sparring and fighting and rolling regularly, I got really heavy, and that was the last fight I made. One fifty five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you go on, sorry. I was going to say mentally, what's it like to take a punch after that, like to the face, the the first time you're sparring again, and and particularly in a fight when people are going full throttle, is there a bit of doubt in your mind as to whether uh, you hold up? Do you know what? Um, uh, and when I first sparred, they told me that it will be stronger than the hospital, like because the the plates are titanium. And when bones come back, they come back stronger. So actually, it'll be better than it was before. <laughs> so initially, like when I first took a couple of shots, I was a bit like hoping as it healed properly. I, I hope it doesn't re-break, isn't it? And it after a few sessions, it it, it didn't, and I was like, oh sweet. So <laughs> and so then going back into like my next fight, I just wasn't bothered. But then I did a massive weight cut, and I took a big shot at the end of the round, and I don't go down. And I went down, and then that was my last fight. Well, I, I missed the weight. It was like I made like one fifty six of one fifty. Like I was like three pounds off, I think. Yeah, the and, one after uh, the Jefferson. Yeah, fight. yeah. And then after that fight, because I got put down, and I've never been put down like that in a fight. Well, I might have years ago when I was younger, but not of recent. Then I, I was worried about my chin. I was like. Shit, maybe I can't take shots anymore. Like, even though it's titanium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I was just, but then yeah, after that fight, I was worried, probably in training and stuff like before going yeah. back, to, like even like probably my first session, a few sessions sparring, I was a bit worried about taking shots on the chin and that, or like I take a shot and sometimes when you hit a ring, you're like, oh, am I gonna go? Like, is it, or yeah. is it just a good shot? Like. And, you know, I, I guess then, that could have been the weight cut as well, though, if it was I, a really I tough do, weight cut. Yeah, I feel like I, I was in a really bad way. Uh, my kidneys were killing me. I slipped with an ice pack on my kidneys. And then the last two baths I'd done to try and make the weight, um, I just didn't even sweat. Both times I got out of the bath, checked my weight, oh. nothing had come off. And so I just rang them up and I said, look, I'm not going to make weight. Um, and then they rang uh, Scott Cliss and I thought, I really nice guy actually. Like, we're good friends now, and, and um, he uh, he agreed to do the catch weight. Do you know what I mean? And um, you know, I'm uh, not taking nothing away from him. You know, he he beat me fair and square, but I do feel like the cut ruined my performance, and yeah. I took my punch durability away. 
you know, like, and like on fight day, I just wasn't normal. Like my coaches, like at the time, like it's like Paul Hines, Mike Russell, and my, and my friend John Kelly as well. Like on the way up to the venue and everything, like we was having conversations, and I just kept going blank. And I was like, "What are we talking about?" Like, like I just, and a few times I've done it. Like I've been looking at someone talking to him, but I wasn't acknowledging anything. And then I just talk about something different, or like, and I think I was thinking he don't seem right, like. And, um, scary, isn't it? Yeah, and then obviously after the way the first round ended, I think because I was thinking and I didn't seem right. Obviously, I went back to the corner. I was unresponsive, and so they uh, they called the fight, which was probably the best move. Really. Was it your corner or was it the doctor? No, no, my corner stopped the fight. I think like because of how I'd been during the day, like prior to the fight. And then obviously getting dropped hard. And when I went, when I went back to the corner, they're talking to me. I'm not even responding to them. I was in, I was in like la la land. <laughs> I remember yeah. I was holding the cage. I was looking around and everything was spinning. I was like, what is going on? So you're lucky to call. come out of that okay. Well, do you know, like, the fight that reminded me of is when Masvidal fought Cowboy. And he rocked him, put him down hard at the end of the first round. Now, what after having gone for it myself, I watched the fight and I said, his corner shouldn't stop that. Yeah. Goes back out from round two and gets knocked out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, I know obviously you want to win and your corner wants you to win, but you got to think of your health. A hundred you know, percent. I could have gone back out, got hit with a shot that could have changed my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't think corners stop fights enough. Um, no. And, and uh, you know, no, they're normally like, worried that the fighter will go nuts. But again, going back to your point, health is way more important. No, exactly. You know, it was gut and lose. That was my win streak snapped and and everything. But you know, safety first. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, a hundred percent. And that was a, an epic win streak. Like you said, that was six oh, in no. a row. Prior to that one uh, was the fight against Jamie Rogers, and one of my colleagues at MMA UK wanted me to bring that up. She said. That was her coach that you fought, and and yeah. she said that that was one of the best fights she's ever watched. And the way that it was just uh, back and forth the whole fight. I mean, you said you've been in some wars, and that was definitely one of them. Yeah, we got fight of the night for that. Yeah, it was. Um, you must have loads of fight of the nights, don't you? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I have a win, like some crazy submission or a knockout, and or. I was just be in a war. <laughs> you know, well, you no. nearly subbed him a few times in that fight. I, well, I don't know why. Right? I come out and I just thought, I'm going to knock him out in front of his crowd. And I ran across the cage here to hit him. And he dropped me like in the first 10 seconds. And then it, <laughs> I just see the red after that. I was like, he just put me on my ass. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to kill him. And then it just turned into a war. Technique went out the window and we just scrapped for three rounds. <laughs> it, was, it was an amazing fight. That was another one that I watched again prior to this. And it was, it's one, even when you know the result, you're still like really on the edge yeah. of your seat the whole way through. And it re it really was, I think. I think it was you, a split as well. It, it was, was a split decision. Yeah. And I, I feel I like I as you kept him down, I was going to ask actually uh, as as well uh, on decisions. Are there any that you feel went the wrong way in your career? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> watching it back, no, you know what? I actually think that you definitely could have got the nod for that one. You know, for sure. Yeah, when, um, I think yeah, I got dropped at the start of the first. 
But I think I've done enough in the rest of the first round to win it. I think I won the second. And I think I was winning the third until the end. He took me down and got on top and the stadium was up. And I think he probably won the third. But where he dropped me at the start of the first, it's like, do you give him that round? He, I, I think I definitely won two. He definitely won, won three. But I think maybe it's, it's how he looks at the first. Like, do you, did, did I do enough from being dropped in the first 10 seconds to win the round? Or are you looking at it like boxing? Like, oh, no, he wins that round because he got dropped. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But I don't know. I won. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that might be one out of looking down your, your topology page. Like, that one does stand out as, as like super close. And it obviously yeah. the judges thought so as well. The fact because it, had I won that, it would have been an eight, what, eight fight win streak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what what's your favourite fight out of all of them? My favourite fight out of all my fights, it's probably the Jefferson George fight. Yeah, I like, think that's my well, favourite one of yours. It, in the sense that I have never seen it, but it was just so crazy. I mean, there was a fight in the crowd mid mid second round. You know, the, the jaw breaking and everything, and then winning the title and. It was just so much madness. I just want to see it. Like, but yeah. then if you want to talk my best performance, I would have to say it's probably against John, uh, my last fight. Because I, I really wanted that fight. We were supposed to fight a few years back, uh, t uh, 2014, at the Copper yeah. Box. And it didn't happen. And obviously then I think John went up to World away. I stayed at 55. Should have gone up to World Weight probably then. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I just feel like because we, where he was supposed to fight for, he was a UFC veteran. Like, I got a lot of respect for John, and I trained my bollocks off for that fight. I, I made sure I'd done everything I could to be 100% fair because that's what I've done wrong in the past. I've been complacent, not trained like I should have done. And then I'll still go the distance, but my cardio might not be there. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. Or I'd, I'd, I'd come out of a fight and I think, oh, like, I didn't take the camp seriously and it showed on the night and and that the, so that one I thought you know what just do this one 100% everything you know and then win or lose I walk away from the fight and I give it everything I could and I did and it showed on the night and so in, after that fight it made me know you know what if you actually just knuckle down and do what you're supposed to do in the gym yeah. It shows on the night. Yeah. So that's obviously, like, there's reasons for the crazy kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't do I don't do everything by the book. Like. <laughs> but I still well, there is a big world out there outside of MMA, and it's, it's hard. Like, there's so much sacrifice as a fighter, and something you said right at the beginning about, you know, like, there's other things that you want to do with your life. And, and you know, it, it's, it's saying... If you want to take it seriously, it's saying no to all the things that other people yeah. can say yes to all the time. Yeah, I wanted my cake and eat it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, like, it, you can get away with it a little bit sometimes, and then sometimes it's a really dangerous place to be if you're underprepared. Yeah. It's no, not course, like football where you're going to lose by a few goals if you turn up not ready. Oh, you're going to get punched in the face. It's <laughs> 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 like... Yeah. Well, we've got some comments come through. Aaron said he doesn't think it's going to be the last we see of you in the MMA world. I think he, he means when one door closes, another one opens. 
it says we're model Wotans and I've got no fence. And Stoneboy says, Brad, come do some jits comps. <laughs> oh, you you've, you've done them in the past, haven't you? Yeah. But that I, was how I, you I did your like, <laughs> My knees mess. Like, I, I'm sitting on the mats watching from the side. It's frustrating. All I want to do is roll and spar. And even though I was hitting pads the other week, my knee went really bad. Knee swelled up for three days. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't go to work. Like, and this is what I mean. Like, whereas like with the knee and everything, I was just thinking this is stopping me doing what I want to do. Like, and then when it went, when I was hitting pads and it swelled up, couldn't go to work. Couldn't train. Couldn't do. And then obviously, if you're not working, you're not earning money. And I just thought like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was thinking, yeah. right, even even when I've had the surgery, do the rehabilitation, there's nothing to say, or I'll get injured again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I've done my left knee, and then within two years, I've done my right knee. Yeah. Um, I know, it's a hard one, but I will train for fun, probably, because um, I'm still teaching, still doing one-to-ones and everything, because I still just, like, I've done it, like, like, like I said, I've been involved in combat sports since I was 13. Mm. Started doing my jiu-jitsu when I was 16. You know, I'm 30 now. That's a lot of knowledge and a lot of, like, you know, stuff to pass on. You know, I've been around the world, trained over at Triestor loads of times, trained with, like, I've, I've got a lot of knowledge, you know. And um, I can, even if I'm not out there performing myself, if I can pass it on and, and someone else, you know, give myself a pat on the back for you know passing that on and seeing yeah. someone else use it is it hard to think of your life without competing yeah but i haven't for the last three years i know like because of everything that's been going on with the world and injuries and everything but i think at first i think when was the, the last time i had a long break from fighting was i fought jason coolidge and then i was supposed to fight John and then that fight didn't happen and then something happened with Cage Warriors where they went, they disappeared oh, yeah. for a while Yeah. so from when I had that fight I didn't fight again until like, I think it was nearly like June to June and that was like a year and I was just itching to fight like crazy I think I went out to do tough trials in Vegas and I come back and I just started messaging anyone just like look I need a fight like, <laughs> I'm going stir crazy here like because yeah. that's like my, it's like my outlet do you know what I mean fighting and like without it I was just like you know you can't beat up your sparring partners that much <laughs> <laughs> stone voices you've got a ray winston look about you so if they do a film about his life then he can see you playing him <laughs> oh, thank you how do you how do you think of what do you think about acting in the future i'll be up for it i bet i was on Terry a couple of times when i <laughs> you were yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was messaging my mates going, that's, that's someone from my world. <laughs> what? Tell me about the tough trials. What What was that like? What was that experience like out um, in Vegas? Yeah, you know, I've been to a few of the UK. You know, I went to the first UK one, UK versus USA. I yeah. Think it, like 2009, I was like 18. But because of like American laws and everything, at the time I was only like two and a half amateur. They was like, are you too young? Because I think where it's in the States, their their age thing is twenty one, isn't it? But yeah. um, so I've done that one. I went for UK versus Australia as well. I went for one where I just sent a form off, and then I with the Vegas one, I actually flew out to it. Um, and it was like it was welterweights and lightweights, and um, 
so many lightweights turned up. Um, but because of the, the whole weight cutting so regularly, and obviously like, like, I was making such a big cut to make 155, I, I entered as a welterweight because I thought I'm yeah. not going to make the weight cut three, four times in a short space of time. Like, yeah. It's not, not possible, really. Because um, that's what you, you'd see a lot of fighters would do. They'd go on the other fire a weight class above their own. Yeah. And then when they come off the show, they go back to their weight class. Yeah, so that's, that's what I plan to do. And then in the end, um, what happened? Oh, they dropped the welterweights because so many lightweights turned up. They just made it a full lightweight cast. And that was oh, um, Faber versus McGregor, the uh, uh, Europe one they done. No. How, so like, how annoying is it to be that close? I don't know, but um, yeah, it's like it's, I met a lot of people over there. Do you know what I mean, like 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 American like friends and stuff, and then people that have trained with since. And yes, uh, I was with Artem. Artem Lobov, like we spent like the weeks together. We were just going out in Vegas and going out for food and stuff, and yeah, it's, yeah, we had a good time. I wonder Damien Brown was with us as well. You know, Australian. Yeah. Like an Englishman, a Russian Irishman, and an Australian man just bowling <laughs> through Vegas. <laughs> Nobody can understand them. <laughs> you have three different accents. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, no, no, it, though, it, was, it, was, it was a good experience, and, uh, and it was good to go out to Vegas as well. So. Yeah, like you said, you've trained at TriStar. You, you've done tough trials in Vegas. Like you, You've really been around the world and, and picked up skills everywhere. It is amazing. So what, what's your favourite... Um, Submission and favourite KO victories before we go. Well, of mine. Yeah. Um, my favourite submission has obviously got to be the reverse triangle and then. Yeah. And then, you know what? Like it was. Was that sweeter I, because of how the first fight ended? Yeah, and all of the at the time. Do you remember the Cage Warriors forums? Yeah. Me, me and him were back and forth just. Bad mouthing each other, got in his face in a way. He kept calling me wheelie bin, and I kept calling him bent whistle. And, like, <laughs> we just, like, and then so there, was, there was a lot of hype going into the first fight, and I feel like he played on it. Like, all right, I did hit him in the back of the head a couple of times, but prior to that, I dropped him on the knee. That's what done the damage. And yeah. I feel like he played on the back of the head shots to win by DQ. So going into that fight, I just was like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you <laughs> and uh, I did I just properly destroyed him but I think I was in his head from the, from the first fight I think and uh, I think he was worried about getting hit and I just ran through him and I've never pulled off a reverse triangle in the gym or anything and I just see it in the fight I've done it but then after I've done it in the fight I kept catching it in the gym <laughs> so, <laughs> it's supposed to be the other way around <laughs> yeah, no, so it's made it up on the spot <laughs> um, and then yeah but I would probably say the body shot finish of Warren Key. Warren Key. Because yeah. in the gym, that is what I catch everyone with. Body shot, body shot, body shot, right? And I've just never landed it in a fight. And uh, I just think, like, the way I set up as well, I was, like, just, like, hands, hands, hands. A light one, two to the head that brought his hands up and then bosh under the ribs. Yeah. That's probably... I yeah. thought you had him in the first round as well with all those yeah, the start. Yeah, at the start. Yeah. I think if I just carried on in, I might have got the stoppage. But I was like, I got bored. He must have thought if he's not going to drop, though, then yeah. <laughs> what have I got to do? I, just, I was kneeing and kneeing, and then I just thought, I'll just throw some punches in the elbow, just mix it up a bit. But I think if I just carried on kneeing, where he was in that position and just kept taking an answer shots, he probably would have got stopped. Um, 
But, you know, I'm actually more happier with the finish I got. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm glad you didn't catch him there because I just think it's it's so quality the way a body shot, like a good body shot, the kind of time delay before someone notices that their yeah, body's like, shut down. Like you get caught and it's when you go to breathe and you can't. <laughs> it's just, uh, you, like you get hit with a shot, oh, that's a good shot, you know. And it's like you can't catch your breath and you're like, oh, I better go down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I did feel for him. It's uh, very, very unpleasant. Peter Knox wants to know, if you could change one rule in MMA, what would you change? One rule in MMA, what would I change? It's uh, a good question. Um, you know what? I don't know. What would I change? Oh, you know what? The downward elbow strike. I think it's a stupid yeah. rule. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. Like... I don't mind the whole soccer kicks and knees to hit on the ground, but then I do think it's very brutal, like when it's like that. So, yeah, probably the downward elbow. No, I wouldn't want headbutts. It's like <laughs> we're not like UFC one anymore. You know, we're a bit more uh, refined. Twenty yeah, first century. Yeah, we're not so caveman. <laughs> I agree with you about the twelve to six elbows. Uh, one one more thing before I let you give any shout outs or anything. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, one of the things I think you're most famous for is the rumour that you were the one that knocked out Connor <laughs> in his training camp <laughs> before his Mayweather fight. <laughs> I've been paid not to talk. <laughs> so weren't you in plaster at the time? Or you but, had yeah, a... so I... I, I went into the Inman fight with a fractured leg that I didn't know about until I had the x-ray after the fight. And um, so I was kind of actually, when it, because that's what they said Connor had, like obviously with the, the Poirier fight. Yeah. And I, and I was so worried about something happening, I didn't throw one kick. But then I think if I did, would mine have done, done the same thing? Do you know what I mean? It's what Connor's done. So that's obviously why I didn't do a lot in that fight. It was just a punch back. But yeah, anyway, so after that fight, I went and got an x-ray. Turns out it was all, I think I had three fractures um, in my fibula. So I was in cast, like from toe to thigh. And um, I'm laying in bed one day and my phone just starts pinging, ping, 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 ping. And I'm like, what is going on? And, but like people are like, oh, listen, did you knock out McGregor? Did you knock out McGregor? And I'm thinking, yeah, like with one leg, yeah, I hopped him with crutches, knocked him out and hopped back out. Like. And um, people that know me and know I've got a broken leg and everything are like, did you knock, knock out Conor McGregor? And I was just like, when? Like, well, didn't he train with you at TriStar? Like, when did he train with you at TriStar? And it's like, like people just, like, they, they, they believe everything they read. So at first, you know what, I thought it was quite funny. I thought, you know what, I'm not even going to say anything, just let people think what they want. I just thought, like, I won't say yeah, I won't say no, I'll just leave it. But my phone literally was going off non-stop every minute for, like, a week. It was just doing my head in with the same question over and over again. I had people from, like, when I was at TriStar, like, the Canadians, like, they're messaging me, like, did you knock him out? Like, did, like, and I was thinking, when would like, when would this have happened? <laughs> like, if, if, I was, if I was over there trading reviews, like, and then I come back and I'm a fight, and I'm now in cars, when did I knock him out? Like... But, um, Who do you think came up with the rumour? Do you know what it was? There was an interview. Someone was being interviewed, been talking about the McGregor Mayweather fight. And he said, 
Brandon Rios, right? But in, in the interview, if you watch it, the way he says it, it kind of sounds yeah. like Bradley Wheeler, all right? So then someone's obviously heard it and thought, oh, he said Bradley Wheeler. Must have Googled me. Oh, he's an MMA fighter. Oh, this guy must have knocked him out. Made an article, took pictures off my Instagram, like, and put them, put them on the article so it looks proper legit. Like, and, um, yeah, obviously people believe believed it. Like, and then, so I left it for like a week. I just thought it was funny at first. And then it was getting annoying. So then, I, like, one of the, um, I think it was the Mirror or something, contacted me and said, oh, can we talk to you about the thing? Shouldn't have played on it a bit more. I said, "Well, pay me this much, and I'll tell you what happens." <laughs> but uh, didn't really think at the time. I was just getting fed up with it. But um, it's basically I told them the whole thing that I had a fight. I've got a fractured leg. I'm in cast. So any, you know, sparring session or knockout is just a rumor. And then after they posted that out to say like, "Look, we spoke to Wheeler. The rumors ain't true." No. I was then getting people inbox me saying, "You've been paid not to talk, haven't you?" <laughs> I was just like, I can't win. I was like, oh yeah, I knocked him out. Is that what you want to hear? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amazing. Out of all the real fights that you've actually had, that was the one doing the rounds with like <laughs> people in, like outside of MMA that like were, were talking about you. And yeah. that's, I remember saying to someone that. Like, no, it can't be. He's in a cast at the moment. Yeah. Like, no, it's not possible. That's the, that's the thing that was winding me up. Like, not, not even winding me up. It's like people that knew I was in a cast were messaging me or ringing me. Did you knock out McGregor? And I was like, when? <laughs> like, think about <laughs> it. Just because there's an article that says it, like, doesn't mean it's true. Like, you know, sometimes I did play on it. Like, I'd go, yeah, I knocked out McGregor, you know. Like, I showed me the article. And like, oh, what, you really did? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. So we were sparring and knocked out of an uppercut. Isn't that where I'm like, no, it's not true. I was like, but you just said you did. I was like, no, I'm joking. It's an article that I posted. But then they're like, are you lying? And I'm like, I just don't bother talking about it anymore. Like, <laughs> you know, people, people, people believe it, they want to believe it. I mean, like, I, I'm telling you, I didn't do it. People still believe I've done it. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, did he or didn't he, viewers? We'll let you decide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's>, it, <laughs> I think I saw you at Cage Warriors though, like soon soon after that, and I heard somebody there asking you about it, even as you were just walking through the crowd at Cage Warriors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I think was my leg still bad. Um I can't think what what, what it was one of the London ones, wasn't it, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Be fair, give me it must have been the one the card after the Inman fight. Which would that have been? So, what was that? Cage was 95, was it? Uh, no, it would have been 90. Nine. Um, Maybe 90? I, don't, I can't remember. Um, oh, actually, yeah, it might have been. I think I thought Kia 84, and then I thought, him, no, I thought him at 86, so it would have been one, one after that. It might have been like 88 or something. Yeah. Oh, so, but, um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, like, to a degree, it's kind of funny, like, and like on the internet, it got me a lot of exposure and stuff. So, it, all, it, like, good or bad, it's good, there's like exposure is always good. Still, I mean, so, but um, you're lucky yeah. you didn't have any M Conor McGregor fanboys like <laughs> torching your house or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but then oh, I'd be out with my friends, right? Go out yeah. and, that, and they'd use it to start open conversation starters. It's like, you know, you're not that kind of McGregor. Wow, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, look, here's the article. And they're like, oh, what did you not come out? And he's like, 
Icebreakers. <laughs> but they, I think they, we was out one time and they'd done it to this Irish lot. And they were like, yeah, I'm friends with um, John Kavanaugh's brother, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, of course they're going to know it's not true. <laughs> and I had to tell my friends, like, please stop doing this. I don't want to keep talking about it. Like, <laughs> I don't think you're ever going to live that one down. People will be asking you about that forever. If he wants to do it, like, there seems to be all these like mad youtubers boxers you know we could do the room of us we could do the, make the room a reality you know if you yeah. want to go down I then I'll come, out, I'll come out of retirement you know what I, mean? <laughs> I think it, yeah, that that would be a fight worth coming out of retirement for not, you know not that any other fight wouldn't be but like that <laughs> i would have loved to have had it when he was at cageworth but then after he went ufc then rest is history now but that it was, yeah. a, it was a fight i wanted when he was on the cageworth roster well, you never know. You never, never, never know. <laughs> but like we've just talked about some of your highlights there and, and also some of the things that you've put your body through for our viewing pleasure. So I just want to say a massive, massive thank you for all uh, of the memories, yeah. all the fights, like all the times that I've woken up with no voice the next day after screaming for you at Cage Warriors. It's been such a pleasure to follow your career and I'm so glad that I've got to chat with you and, and who knows what, what will happen in the future but I wish you all the best with your knee and a super speedy recovery is oh, there anyone you. that you wanted to thank or, or anything um, do you know what I just want to, want to thank just everyone you know everyone that's supported me over all the years you know, I've, been, I've been doing it for years and I've had ups and downs uh, and people have always supported me even when I'm coming off losses, you know, there's a few people who know who they are and uh, it looks after me. Like, I, especially when I've done my leg, you know, I couldn't go to work. I couldn't do nothing. And, you know, they, they would come around and take me out for dinner and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know who's, like, there for you. Because when you're winning, everyone loves you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when you lose, you know, you, that's when you see who your true friends are. And so just the people that have supported me all the way through, you know, Everyone I've ever trained with, you know, everyone that's ever influenced me, you know, like had had an impact on my uh, training. You know, like it, from from when I started with Eddie Cohn, so then went to MA clinic with like Marco Russell, Paul Hines. Obviously, I'm not there anymore, but you know, I just anyone that's had the impact or helped me, you know, I just want to thank everyone, all the fans, you know, friends, family, supporters. That I don't even know that was inboxing me last week. <laughs> I mean, just just everyone, you know, thank you for your support, and it was like. You know, it's just it's something I'm passionate about, and I love performing for the crowd. There was nothing better than that crowd roaring when you win. You know, it's that's the best buzz in the world. You know, and you know, I just yeah, you know, cool. it's time to call it a day. But thank thank you to everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> we all enjoyed the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Is there any advice you'd give to anyone who's setting out on this journey now? Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you're gonna if you're gonna get into it, don't have your cake and eat it. Do it properly. <laughs> and um, you know, yeah, just just do it properly. It's 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 a dangerous sport. You know, you're gonna have to put your all into it. You know, and um, you just. Be managed well, have the right flights at the right time, 
and uh, yeah, just you know, get as much training as you can. Go around the world. It's like the sports evolving all the time nowadays. Like, just go learn everything, take what works for you, and and put it to your arsenal, and then you know go out and perform and do your best. But if you don't like getting hit, it's probably not sport for you. I mean, no. <laughs> probably can't not. teach heart. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Brad. Honestly, like it's been such a such a pleasure being a fan for a long, long time. And I'm I'm glad that you got to feel the love last week and know how many people. Are it was, it was that touching. And... It was touching. You know, I'm quite an emotional person, so um, yeah, it was and it was nice as well. You know, it was a bit yeah. Oh. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I'd, okay. I'd love to have you on in the future as well. You know, you said you're, you're coaching people now, so I'd love to hear, to hear about them and how they're doing and, and just to catch up with you and find out how you're getting on. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Just drop me a message. I'd be more than happy to do it. Thanks for having me on today as well. You know, I appreciate that. No, everyone wanted to hear a bit more about your retirement and, and just look back on some of them amazing memories and celebrate with you. Especially falling out of the cage. <laughs> Yeah, that one as well. How did I forget that? <laughs> That's got to be up there with your most memorable moments. I was so excited. I just ran for the cave. Didn't think about the landing. As I flew over, I was like, oh, shit. And just, just landed. Like, do you know what I mean? But, did you but, hurt yourself that time? I think my adrenaline was rushing so much, I didn't really notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, take care of yourself, Brad. Yes, Try no yes, more injuries, please. <laughs> and get this one one fixed. And I wish you a speedy recovery. Take care Thank of yourself. You. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.